Welcome, guys, to another episode of the Army and Time podcast. Uh, this week, I have Ryan from the C Squad. Uh, I know you guys seen him on on Instagram, and want to bring him in and talk a little bit about watches. How you doing? How you doing, Ryan? Good. How about you? Good, good, man. I'm doing good. Uh, just got out of work. Um, it's hot, really hot over here in Kansas. Um, it's a it's 102 right now. So. <laughs> Yeah, you got us beat. We're uh, I'm up in Michigan. We are uh, catching quite a bit of the uh, Canadian wildfire smog right now. Oh yeah, so. that's crazy. How's the how's the visibility out there? Uh not where I'm at. I'm in the southern end of the state. We're still yeah. looking at two three mile visibility. Where normally it'd be five ten miles. So not mm-hmm. horrible, but I mean it's considerable yeah. when we normally have a perfectly clear day but <laughs> now it's like we're yeah, living downtown la in the mid 90s so yeah that's pretty it's pretty crazy the the amount of uh smog i guess that people are getting or states are getting so it's pretty pretty intense but yeah now over here 102 um it's sunny it's just kansas typically has a lot of wind not not today. No wind. So when it's it's this hot and there's no wind, uh it's it's rough. It's rough. Oh yeah. We uh got our first rain the start of the week for about the last month and a half and it's been been more humid than it has in the last couple of months, but eighty eighty you know, eighty five yeah. and high humidity is a <laughs> lot of fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Nothing yeah, quite like waking up in Kentucky when you're expecting to be in the calm weather area and yeah, wake up sweating. Yeah, yeah, that's not not a cool thing. So, but yeah, um, do you have a uh, what do you have on the wrist? Uh, today I'm racking up my uh singing atlas from the last drop and got a uh actually a aragon brand bracelet on well not bracelet silicone on it off of one of the dive yeah. masters i got from them a few years ago hmm. haven't uh nice. haven't been able to find a silicone bracelet or band that i really like for this one and this just one i had sitting around in the closet so Figured I'd put it to some use. It's the only yeah. uh, twenty millimeter throughout band that I had, so <laughs> yeah. wanted to throw the uh, singing uh, buckle on there to make it all match. So yeah, yeah, oh, that's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. Um, well, I'm wearing my uh, Seiko Five GMT uh, today. Oh, you suck! That's got the colorway <laughs> I like too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, it, I uh, it's crazy because I uh, I've been using the the Grand Seiko lately a lot. So this one I hadn't worn since I think the date this morning when I said it, it was like the twelfth. So it's been quite a bit. And uh, yeah, and I was like, yeah, I was like, oh man, I need to wear this. So yeah, I feel pretty good. But it was it was it was rough today with the bracelet. I should have I should have swapped it around with the with so much <laughs> heat and sweat i was outside today so i was uh 
sweating like a like like a pig today. So it was uh it, oh, it was yeah. taking pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But yeah, um do you have any any uh new watches, new straps that you want to talk about? I really, really wanna find a uh Rolex oyster for this Atlas, but just oh, okay. the oyster flex strap and clasp, but Got it, all got of the it, uh, yeah, all of the uh, aftermarket ones I find just they don't quite match the quality of that original Rolex Oyster Flex, and I not a Rolly, but they got one thing dead on the money <laughs> with that Oyster Flex, and yeah. I got to give them credit where it's due. They they yeah, yeah. punch the target on that one, so yeah, but. In the meantime, like I said, I'm just rolling with what I got for the moment, and I'll yeah. keep working with it until the I find something <laughs> better. Or, yeah. But. So, Ryan, tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, where are you from? What got you into watches? Uh, what do you do for a living? Stuff like that. Uh, well, I'm in Michigan, a little north of Kalamazoo. Real easy place if anybody knows anything about Michigan. Everybody knows where <laughs> Kalamazoo is. A yeah. uh, couple hours outside of Chicago, a couple hours from Detroit, right handy in the middle. I uh, Pretty much my page is all about whatever my current projects are. I, I'm very much a DIYer, very, if I can't find something I like, I'll make it. If I can't make it the way I like it, then I'll probably end up shelling out big bucks to make it work. <laughs> but I uh, kind of got into watch collecting just as just another hobby for me. I do come from a military background. My grandparents or both of my grandfathers were conveniently both in the Air Force. I enlisted in the army and didn't make it through basic sadly one of my <laughs> bigger bigger regrets in life but hey things happen just got to roll with it yeah yeah um just i'm a machinist at a meat production plant here in my town and just sharpen all the plates and blades they use to uh produce the ground beef every day Every day they run production, I work eight hours yeah. in and out. Simple work, simple man. Leaves me plenty of plenty of time and mental capacity to uh, work on my other projects. I do yeah. do a lot of camping and just traveling with my wife and a couple of friends, and we just have a good time. So Nice. So let me ask you. Dealing with uh, being a machinist and dealing with uh, with all that stuff, um, what's do you have a daily wear that you like to wear, or do you just go on your rotation, not not a uh, not caring about it, just go with it? Uh, I do a lot of parts washing, so I definitely I've my old standby watch. It was the first watch my dad and stepmother bought me for Christmas. God, I think I was fourteen. I've got an old Citizen Quartz chronograph, and it is beat. Oh, man, if 
anybody ever wanted to collect a watch that had some kind of storied history, this thing's been all over the country and it shows every mile away. I think that thing's on its third quartz or third uh, crystal and probably its second move or uh, second. Um, oh, crap. I can't remember what they call crap. it now for the quartzes. The uh, motion. Oh, the, the motion. The mo- yeah. And it's it's been beat to hell and back and think the last last big hit it took i was out in hawaii and didn't even think about it hopped in the ocean and sit there and oh what time is it while i'm snorkeling look at my watch (laughs) and hey that one spot of water oh shit (laughs) sure enough got just a little bit of salt water in there and fried it that was the last motion i had to replace so yeah yeah Saltwater is not a fan of quartz watches, let me tell you. Yeah. But yeah, in my in my uh day-to-day, I definitely with all the parts washing need something a little more than 50 meters cuz I do use a lot <laughs> of pressurized water, so I uh this Atlas is perfect so far for day-to-day 200 meters of water resistance, works out great. So Good, good. Um, other than that, I mean, it, I definitely prefer something a little more on the shock resistance side. Uh, Philippe Paytech ain't going to cut it for me, but <laughs> I definitely like the looks of a lot of them, but not quite going to do the work for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know if you saw this, uh, this, uh, this week. Um, Orient released that Mako, the new Mako 40s uh, with the steel vessels. It, you know, Mako's, Mako's are a good daily driver uh, maybe in the future, you know, like for that type of stuff. Like, you can beat Mako's pretty good. They'll okay. take it. I uh, haven't had any experience with the Orient. I've seen them all over Amazon's one of my favorite places to shop. <laughs> Gotta love yeah. Amazon Prime. If I don't like it, 30 days, send it back. I've yeah. had more more random watches off of Amazon that just went right back. I think the last one was a Citizen Eco Drive, one of their uh, garrison. And okay. Look, looked really sharp, looked good. They said it was a 38 it wore like a 33 and it was just tiny and i'm not <laughs> i'm not a big big guy anymore but i mean i'm six one and yeah, yeah i got pretty good size hands so anything that small looks real funny <laughs> so what got you into into um creating your page for watches um uh, originally I started out when I started the C squad page, I started it out kind of as a place to share. I was doing uh competitive shooting USPSA and IDPA yeah. quite a bit for probably three, four years. I've kind of slacked off on it, 
in the last two years after COVID and yeah. all that usual junk. But yeah. now I've got my uh, fill of other hobbies and stuff that are taking up the one Saturday a month that my local gun club has competition. So yeah, kind of, kind of hard to justify driving another hundred miles on a different day of the week to make it to the next gun club that holds sanctioned events. So <laughs> how was the transition from that to go into, into uh, watches with your page? Uh, it was, it was pretty simple for me. Just, I, the page has always kind of just been a general interest site for me. I just shared whatever, whatever I'm working on. I mean, if you look at my page and look at my past posts, there's me building out truck camper, truck bed, bed and cot and all my different setup for that and my watches and different bands and stuff I've tried on my different watches and just, just sharing whatever experience I have at the moment that I think someone else might get a kick out of. And so far the response has been as positive as I expect. I haven't seen much negative, but (laughs) <laughs> the ones that I get a negative response for always have one post and yeah, yeah follow yeah. 9 million accounts and yeah. have one follower themselves, which I can't say <laughs> a lot there. I've only got a handful of followers, but I can say I do, do uh, talk to my followers quite frequently. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, so it's kind of more like, um, like a, a hobby uh, page that you, you, you opened up to not uh, bother your family <laughs> with your regular page. <laughs> yeah. And really none of my family follows me, which yeah, I'm yeah. okay with. They, uh, they don't need to know where my money's going. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So when you were shooting, were you into watches when you were shooting? Yep. Yep. I, and I mean, my first, two years there i wore that citizen religiously okay. that that citizen seen like i said that thing's seen about every experience i've had and been there for a majority of it so i nice i really i really wish at the time because i did pick it out and it was usual 14 year old Hey, I want that one. I want that watch with the three other watch faces on it. Yeah. yeah. Back, back when I didn't know anything and what a dial was. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now I'm going on 40 and I still happily admit to not knowing anything, but hey, <laughs> it works. So you got into watches when you were 14? Yeah. Yep. Man, I just, I've it's been a long road. Yeah, I've I've always appreciated the engineering and the the uh, art that went into them because I mean there there's if none of your listeners have ever actually looked at the inside of any of their automatic watches, I would encourage them to crack a case back and take a look 
because just looking at the movement and the motion and just the entire symphony of things going on in there, literally just to take one tick of a second is incredible. And I look at it and it's just incredible to me. It's amazing. It's a work of art that we get to wear on our wrist. And if you don't think about it, it just tells you the time, but you think about it for more than that. And you've got a piece of art on your wrist. Yeah. It's, it's what's crazy to me is the, you know, that always draws me in is when you find watches that you get this very angular cases or a lot of angles, a lot of, you know, details in those angles, how they switch from one to another, you know, as the angle switches and the finishing perspective or, you know, it's all of those, all of those little things. It's pretty crazy because when you think about it, how they, in these little parts, how they finish the metal in this differently in this different uh, parts around the, the watch case or the bracelet or, you know, things like that. It's, it's pretty crazy. Oh, yeah. And I really wish I could remember the brand now. There, there are so many companies that are doing so many out-of-the-box incredible things. Like the yeah. the uh, Turbillion watches and yeah. it, just you know what's all, crazy is like different uh, builds, like uh, Christopher Ward coming with the with the uh, Del Canto um, watch, which you know having a chiming watch, a, a mechanical alarm watch, oh, is yeah. crazy. And then to have it at a price point where I don't, I don't understand, you know, they definitely, definitely pushing that envelope because when you, as a brand that is not as huge as, you know, talking um, the, the more established brands that tend to do that type of watch or that type of movement, um, you know, watch that can cost you probably, you know, tens of thousands of dollars easily and there comes christopher ward and makes a version of it that is you know yeah on the other extreme it's it's like you know that it mesmerized it's mesmerizing all the time how they you know smaller companies are able to do these things i don't i don't know and you know everyone has their definition of what a micro brand is i don't consider a brand like christopher ward a micro brand uh, but it's no, definitely no, smaller definitely. Brand, you know, yeah. Um, so yeah, they're they're not mass produced by any means, but they're <laughs> still. It, I guess, for me, a micro brand is something more, more like singing and um, brew and notice when you can when you can count the number of employees on both hands and every person at that company has had a hand in the production or the manufacture or the design 
that to me is a micro brand. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. I mean, with brew for sure. There, he's definitely, but you know, it's one, a one person shop. Oh yeah. You know? And, um, you know, you still got those supply chain. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. Things that you have to work out on your own and, and get, uh, watches into people's hands and you're doing the shipping yourself and all those other things. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, Sanging is a, is a difficult one because Sanging, Sanging does there, a lot of innovation. Yeah, they're yeah. starting to tip the boat a little past micro brand yeah. to me. And they and they they are pushing a lot of watches per year, even yes. though they sell oh, out yeah. quick. They're pushing yeah. a lot of watches per year, you know. And they have they have established lines inside yeah. their brand, right? So like, um, when you look at a at a at a micro micro brand compared to the starting out compared with Sanging, Sanging has this established lines inside their brand that you know people recognize and they know and they improve those lines, but they're established and they're there constantly. Yeah. You know, so it's it's yeah, it's it's crazy. And I always say, you know, for for him and and his wife, all the work, all the watches that are pushing for, you know, a couple people and and maybe one extra employee <laughs> to help, yeah. in, you know, and do all that. It's, it's crazy. It's crazy. Oh That's yeah, sure. definitely. So yeah. What's, uh, what are your collection looking like right now? Uh, right now it's pretty slim. I got a couple of, couple of fossils. Always yeah. got to have the beater quartz. <laughs> yeah. I, uh, again, I think for my, on Christmas for when I turned 14, I got the Citizen. When I turned 15, I got a quartz uh, fossil on a leather, yeah. leather, heavy leather strap, fashion strap. <laughs> yeah. So got 20 mil eyelets, but the straps every bit of two and a half inches wide. <laughs> and I, that and the citizen, I'm never going to get rid of. Just gifts from dad that they've got personal meaning to me. Yeah, so they got you. I, watch it, so. Yep. And other than that, I've got a got the Sangin Atlas, and I've got a uh, Seiko Quartz Chronograph that just good beat around when I'm going somewhere that I don't want to rock the atlas the seiko's a little little flashier a little little shinier a little prettier not not quite a tool watch so what seiko Um, is it it i can't remember it's some one of their japanese import one i got off amazon jdm yeah yeah, it's actually it's sharp. It's nothing special. Black face, black dials, just a watch. Um, it is. Sorry for holding you up. Oh, you're good. We yeah, have got... you know those. Uh, it's pretty crazy because uh, Seiko has a such a big catalog of of watches it's it, you know 
you got to be a pretty uh pretty legit Seiko fan to memorize all of their. Oh, their, I know. Yeah. Well, like they uh, earlier this year, they said they were releasing a prospects new set of three prospects models and i can't remember they were s-p-d-k-e-i-i-o i can't remember yeah (laughs) i mean at least they're keeping a format to their whatever their model numbers but it's just one of those like listening to um like the whiskey and watches guys and the yeah. other podcasts, these guys are just rattling off these reference numbers, like nothing. <laughs> and it's like, huh? You guys got to have a notepad in front of you, or you got a sticky, sticky yeah. note on your computer screen, something. Yeah. But it, well, you know, it, it, it's a, uh, it, they, a lot of them like, um, Brodinky's a, it's, is a Seiko fanboy, you know, so he's oh yeah, he's all about Seiko. So he's constantly reading up on it and fanning of it. So uh, on it, so it's it's you know you mem- starting to memorize some of them, but they they have their computer in front of them, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I mean, so, it, give me a what was it? Somebody will probably light me up for it. Uh, 6109 the old big body mm-hmm. Seiko diver those yeah. things were just that's one that is on my grail list cuz those things I just love that big body yeah diver look and they're they're pretty watches yeah but I mean, what's uh, what's your uh, your now that you mentioned Grail Grail list? Um, what's the watch that you think? Do you have a watch that you think will will settle you, take you away from from collecting? If I could find, and I know this is a real big laundry list here. Give me a titanium, a date, and don't need GMT, don't need chronograph. Just give me a titanium date, preferably in the same style as that 6901 Seiko case, and with preferably with a titanium bracelet to match, and that would get taken off and put on the shelf in favor of a NATO or a silicone band yeah. just because why would I want to beat up my nice brace? <laughs> I'll beat up the watch case instead. <laughs> but yeah, I don't, I don't have a real big list. I mean, like everybody, I want the typical Roly or Omega I mean, don't get me wrong. I, I'd love to have a nice Submariner or a Roly uh, 
what's the model? The uh, not the weekender. See that that's how nonchalant <laughs> I am about all this. I I see a watch. Oh, can I afford that? Yep. Okay, I'll take it home. Yeah. But so I just, you. Me- Go ahead. You mentioned you mentioned um, you're kind of a an Omega fanboy. Um, yep. And but you you sold uh, an Omega watch uh, not too long ago. What was it? Yeah, had. Had the uh, full date. I can't even remember the full, the numbers Reference number. anymore. <laughs> but it was the full date Speedmaster, and I know uh, um, middle class watch guy will light me up because he's got the exact same one, and we were kicking back and forth because he was looking at finding a bracelet for it for his because those have that weirdo 19 mil bracelet and he was trying to find one for his so i pointed him at uncle seiko because hey they do beautiful stuff yeah uncle seiko and forstner um have some pretty good bracelets for for speedmaster yeah, I really, really, that's another thing that'd be on my grail list. I really wouldn't mind finding a nice uh, PVD or black coated uh, bracelet to go with this Atlas at the moment, just because it's my Atlas and I'll do what yeah. I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's... um. I'll tell you, uh, finding a bracelet for, I know, I don't know if the Atlas has the same lug fitting than the, the gypsy, but I had a uncle Seiko bracelet for my gypsy. Okay. Yeah. It was, um, the bracelet is the. Uh, it's for one of the Seiko five watches that, uh, that he has and okay. it fits the, it fits the gypsy. I don't know if it will fit the Atlas. I'm not sure. Okay. Um, but with the gypsy, it, it fit pretty good. Okay. Yeah. I'll have to poke, uh, poke the singing guys and see if they can, uh, give me any input on how the, Atlas and the Gypsy uh, lugs compared to, because I, yeah, I it, don't imagine there'd be a huge difference between the two. Because the set, sure. the Atlas and the Gypsy are pretty pretty similar design. So yeah, I can't I can't think of I can't picture it right now. I know I mean if you had the Neptune, very different lugs, right? So oh um, yeah. And the yeah, overlords, yeah. But the Atlas and the and the Gypsy, not sure completely. Um, if if those logs will be the same, but yeah, that 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 uh, you know, for for the Speedy, the the Forstner's uh, bands, they do some really really legit bracelets okay. for, them. yeah. And I don't know if you 
you hear of uh have you have you heard the spirit of a time podcast yeah yep yeah so the last episode that they that they did they talked about the forstner's uh bands okay yeah very they very high quality so they you okay. know they, they kind of expensive they're they're pricier yeah. than, than your typical bracelets but they do um, some really high quality uh, bands or bracelets. Okay. So yeah, I was um, uh, looking at them earlier today. So yeah, I, yeah. Uh, I keep looking. It's <laughs> like, like I said. Yeah. So what made you what made there. you sell the the spitty? I just had other things come up, and I wasn't wearing it enough. And I yeah, it's one of those. I'm more very much more of a tool watch guy. I yeah. I want to have something that my wife likes so that when we go out and I actually have to get dressed decently that I'm not just wearing this DLC yeah um atlas everywhere and I mean it it fits well and it yeah. looks pretty good most of the time but when I'm out at somebody's wedding, little, little yeah. bit of shiny doesn't hurt. Yeah. I uh, so have you wore your you? Do you say that you, have you wore your singing to uh to work every day? I'm not not gonna. I wore the speedy to work for probably two weeks, and just yeah. that it had the uh, dome crystal on it, and I. Yeah work on too much machinery and bump into too much shit to worry about cracking that crystal. Was that crystal the Hesalite or was it the, the, uh, the Hesalite version or the, the Sapphire version? I think that one was a uh, Hesalite. So yeah. Yeah. So every, you got to keep scrubbing it to get those scratches off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it, it, yeah. I was, I think the third owner and it, had seen a little bit of wear and tear before I got it. It was already pretty, yeah, pretty rubbed raw from somebody else beating it up. So figured I'd, <laughs> I'd kind of put it in the shelf and let it sit there. And I just, I felt so bad looking at it every day yeah. and not wearing it. It's like, you know what? Okay. Come on, guys. Let's uh, <laughs> let's let's put you in somebody else's shelf or drawer. Yeah. And how's the how's the DLC on the singing hang, uh, hanging with all the uh, pretty good. that you do? My my, uh, my sweat's kind of the biggest issue. It always has been. My sweat's very acidic. Yeah, and it right at the tips of the lugs where it rubs right on my wrist every day. It's starting to wear through there. But aside from that, it's holding up well against the day-to-day beating that it takes. So hmm. That's pretty but, good. Yeah. It's literally just the very corners that rest against my wrist that are wearing. But other than that, it's not showing anywhere. Hmm. Aside from... Where was it? There was a had to get replace a motor on one of the machines at work one day and rammed it right into another cowling and put a nice dent in it. 
I'm sure that, dents are that, not wrong. That, There's nothing wrong with dents. <laughs> yeah, that, that raises resale value, right? Yeah, yeah. Right? at least for us it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But. I mean, it, you know, it's it's part of the story because you know you were you got that story that you, it, from you know from work to, to pass along with the watch or associate oh, with yeah. the watch. You know what that dent meant. You know what? Oh yeah. What are you doing when that dent happened? So. Yep, exactly. That's part of it. That's part of it. So. Cool. Yeah. So you sold the Speedy. Um, what's What Omega watch, was it the Speedy or was it a different one that got you to be an Omega fanboy? Old, old James, old Bond. <laughs> Just... Pierce Brosnan was the one that put it in for me. Goldeneye. Yeah. This, I still remember the line from Q. Push this button and out shoots a P-toll. Like, what the <laughs> hell's a P-toll? Oh, you mean a repelling line. <laughs> so, but. with that being said, when you're looking at, for the old argument's sake, for you, James Bond is a is a Rolex uh, guy or an Omega guy? Omega, it's always <laughs> Omega. I can I can see where he'd have a Rolex when he was undercover. Yeah. James Bond wears an Omega. Oh wait, that guy's wearing a Rolly. That can't be Bond. <laughs> yeah. But then again. Yeah. He'd just walk in with that PPK or PPS or whatever the hell he's shooting now and empty a half I mean, a that, bag into two guys. And Now he's wearing an Omega, so, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Hey, That's different. I'm, yeah, I, I can appreciate the role, Yvonne, but I just... Omega always seemed to have the better complications, and that yeah. definitely screamed Bond to me. Yeah. Well, you know, ultimately, and and I know people people hate hate this, but ultimately, Omega is a superior uh, watch when it comes to technological. Uh, you know, improvements when it comes to their, their movements and, and their watches. Um, when it comes to the look, the wearing, the the bigger brand, sure, there's many arguments about Rolex being better, but Omega Omega is, you know, the better yeah. one when it comes Technic to the movements. Technologically, so. they're definitely... I don't want to say way ahead of Rolex because I've seen a lot of Rolex outlast. Well, not a lot. I think I've, Grandpa's got one that he got when he was in the Air Force, and yeah. he's never, never even serviced it. And I tell you, I tell you what, years. I tell so, you what. Have you ever asked him how much he paid for the Rolex when he was in the service? I did once. Did he tell he you? Said he, he said he sold his clock radio and his that week's paycheck. Yeah. 
You know what's crazy is obviously the paychecks have been, they are way different from when, Oh yeah. You know, your grandfather used to, used to be in the air force to what the, the paychecks in the military are now. But, um, that, those Rolexes, when they first came out and they, they were sell, sold in the, in the PXs and the army exchanges or air force exchanges, um, the prices were very, reasonable. very, yeah, very reasonable compared the, to that. Well, for comparison, for what I paid for my Atlas, I could have had a Rolex back in the day. So. Yeah, 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 100%. I mean, you can find listings for, you know, Rolexes for, for $90 in the, in the, in the military exchanges. Obviously, ninety dollars back then is not ninety dollars yeah. now. But um, the I can't remember who uh, who was it um, that was talking about the price with the current inflation and everything. The price should be around <laughs> like seven hundred bucks. But obviously, you know that's old technology, old materials, all everything. Oh so yeah. But yeah, it, it'll be, you know, it'll be amazing to see that Rolex, you know, continue to to beat and continue to be passed down. Um, oh yeah, that'll be a great story right there because, you know, it's yeah. Oh yeah, great. what Rolex oh, is it? Is it a Datejust, uh, a Submariner? Or a, uh, it's explorer. a explorer. It's a two-tone explorer. Okay. Yeah. And nice. I mean, it's it's sharp. He he's had it forever, and I really uh, really hope that it comes to me. But there are enough <laughs> grandkids in the family that I don't know if I'm first in line or last in line. But do I you have family members are into watches? Other than not not particularly because even Grandpa isn't into watches because that's the only hmm. one he owns. Yeah, I mean, but back then, you know, back then it was it was different. Back then, um, oh yeah, you had and Rolex. And Rolex was and... yeah, Rolex was the watch that pretty much every blue collar worker um, aspired to have. That's what they oh, were. Yeah. They were the luxury watch for um, the person that you know is making it and oh yeah and i finally made it and they buy that watch and they use that watch forever and that's what it was you know and yeah and um and a lot of people got that and stopped there you know yep so that i got money on that's exactly what he did yeah yeah. he just because he was stationed in uh rapid city south dakota so give you a guess how long ago that was oh man south dakota i, I passed through south dakota when i was coming from alaska so <laughs> that felt, was enough felt for me. a lot <laughs> felt a lot like nebraska didn't it yeah it was just <laughs> it was enough for me to go by <laughs> i was yeah. like oh cool yeah. this, is, this is cool um but i came through the, in the winter it was you know bad weather oh, and all that stuff best, so. best time of year to see it yeah yeah but yeah, no, it was, uh, it's, uh, it's, it, that's a cool thing, you know, that he's able to, 
he was able to get that watch, wear it, and still have it you oh, know, yeah. 50, 50 years later um, and um, hasn't even been serviced. So yeah. that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, drive drives me up the wall because every, every time I talk to him, hey, uh, how's that watch doing? You know, yeah, the crazy yeah. thing is, man, the crazy thing is, oh, like, I've heard so many, because obviously it's dependent on the person, but like sending that watch for service now, um, they more more than likely are going to, regardless of what the person says, whoever takes that watch later and sends it for service, Regardless of what that person says, hey, I don't want it refinished. They more than yeah. likely going to refinish that watch. Yeah, know? I've heard heard a lot of that about Rolex service. They just yeah. man production line, just oh cool. Hey, they're going to refinish get it. it. Done. Yeah, they're going to refinish it, and it's going to get done. And yep, it, it's it, you know it depends. Like I know there is people that likes that. There is people that like to. Uh, get a watch, get a refinish, get it like it's yep. new um, and keep it like it's new. You know, for me, y- you know, your grandfather being in the Air Force and having that watch for so long, there's so many stories attached to those scratches. So many stories just oh, yeah. attached, attached to those, you know, hits that that's part of the story, you know, like yep. seeing and that after, watch and be like, man. Yeah. You know? After he retired, he Went to work as a janitor, and he was yeah. a janitor for another twenty-five years. And it's like how 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 does the boss get off on yelling at the janitor that's wearing a Rolex? <laughs> like, I math you know, doesn't add up here. <laughs> I mean, it's it's you know that's what it was, and and. Uh, that's what uh what what made Rolex. Oh yeah, uh, that the brand that it that it, that it is for so many or was for so many years. Yeah, uh, people like that, you know. Yeah. And right now, I'd be happy to take a relax. And you, uh, <laughs> you caught those yet, or? No, I I seen them. I haven't had any experience in, with with them, and uh. Yeah, I. And, and, I gotta and give them some credit for their marketing. Relax, <laughs> it's not Relax, what you yeah. think it is. Yeah, yeah. You know, they I do, mean, they do people pull are gonna complain anyway. Well, yeah, yeah. But so, um, before we we start closing it off, man, um, what's uh, if you were going to get another Omega, will you go back to Speedy, or there's a different Omega style that speaks to you now? I think right now, oh, Christ. Like I said earlier, I don't remember any of these things, so give me one second. Yeah, you know, it was crazy. I was actually looking at one today. It was the whatever. I was kind of looking at that new one, the uh, blue dial they just released in the yeah from the release master. Yeah, I, I would tell you this though. 
you know, have you ever heard of, uh, of, um, and it, this is going away from, from Omega while you do, while you look at, look it up, but the, have you ever heard of Traska? Yes. You, I'll tell uh, you, you have experience. Yeah. So I don't, I don't own one. I have a friend that own, owns one. Okay. And, uh, and it, you know, he, um, we wanted to test the the coating on it, and he took. That's a, right. A, I yeah. I remember this now. A, yeah, a spring bar to it, a spring bar tool to the yep. clasp, and and there was no scratch to it. And I'll tell you that for machining, and mm -hmm. it, you know, if you want to have a, a a watch that probably stays pristine, a Traska probably does the job. It's, okay. Because they, you can beat those up. You can okay. probably, you can probably replace fifty more engines and everything in there, <laughs> and it'll be no issue because they are they're they're legitimately very robust, very strong um, okay. with the coating that they use, which I always forget the name of the coating that they use. But yeah, it's it's crazy and and uh, yeah, it's it's probably a good a good option for for that type of uh that type of work if you want to keep a, a watch pristine <laughs> yeah not so much worried about pristine i just don't want to yeah. end up dropping a electric motor on it and destroying yeah, no, sure. the case yeah yeah i a lot of the uh machinery i work around has 25 horse electric motors and yeah. they they tend to scale in about five, seven hundred pound range. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I that's... can handle broken bones, but a busted watch would <laughs> make a bad day. A completely busted watch. Hey, yeah. It'll be a good story to tell for that watchmaker to, oh, buy, yeah. to, to fix that watch. <laughs> yeah, I have to send it out to uh, what is it? Shadow, shadow watch, shadow maker, shadow yeah, maker, shadow maker. Have to send it yeah, out man. to him, see if he can pull off some of his uh, miracle work. Hey, shout out to him. He does some some <clears throat> shadow watchmaker does some good stuff, man. Like, oh yeah. After what, look him up because after what I saw, he did with that road rash uh, singing. Singing, yeah. That thing, yeah. That was an incredible repair job. And I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I can't, can't even imagine. I mean, I can, I can imagine how I <laughs> attempt it, but I can't yeah. imagine mine ever turning out as well as the work he okay, did. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, um, yeah. And, uh, you know, to close it off, we've been, we've been at it for about 51 minutes, which is, is impressive because it went pretty long quick. episode for you. <laughs> yeah, it, it went it went kind of kind of quick, but yeah, I mean, um, glad to have you in, man. Um, <clears throat> like I said, you know, it's always cool to interview people that are in the watch industry or or you know with a watch company and stuff like that, but. One of the things that I wanted to do with the podcast was also take time to interview people that are on the everyday jobs wearing those watches, right? 
um, and 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 beating them up, uh, whether it is with an engine. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> with you know, um, with an M4 motor, or whatever. Motor, it is. there's so, a difference. Yeah. Okay, yeah, motor. on gas <laughs> with a motor <laughs> so you know it's 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 i'm glad to have you man and, and and talk watches and uh for a little bit and and go through everything that that brought you into watches you, the story about your grandfather and and what you wear on the daily and i'm glad to see that you know the people out there wearing their sangings to uh to beat them up beat them up with oh motors. yeah <laughs> yeah hey any so. anything I buy, I don't buy it to look pretty, unless I purposely buy it to look pretty. I'm not wearing <laughs> my suit to work. Yeah. The reason they give me uniforms. Yeah. So glad to have you, man, and and um, um, stay in touch. Yeah, definitely. Have a good one, man. Have a good. Hey, guys. Uh, for those of you that. Want to see his page? The C Squad on Instagram. Um, go give it a follow. Uh, take a look at take a look at his page, and uh, hopefully you guys enjoy the episode. And talk to you guys next week. Talk to you next, Ryan. Yep. Have a good one. All right. Have a good one. 